Salam everyone, welcome to the Abuan Chronicles podcast, a podcast hosted by five black Muslim women, Ikran, Istahil, Sahra, Umul Khair, and your girl Hafsa living her best life out in self-imposed exile in London, UK. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, politics, and more. So ladies, question, tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what's after that part? Question? You should have said question. question. And we would have said, tell me what you think about Yeah. <laughs> you, honestly, that could have gone really well if you just said question. Hafsa. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start. Let's start. Let's no, start. You let's can tease it. Let's do it. You could, uh, okay, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Just say question and then we're both going to say the next line. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Go, go, go. All right, okay. Assalamualaikum, y'all. So for today's episode, we're talking about being independent women and living our best independent lives. I'm Hafsa, and today I have with me Ikran and Istahil. So, um, question. Tell me what you think. Istahil, <laughs> <laughs> where did he go? I don't know. <laughs> you guys have to dive in automatically. The minute you hear me should say question. Should I sing question, or should I say it? Because I can't not just say it. it. Just say it. Just okay. say it. If you want to sing it, sing it. If you okay, want to say okay. it, say it. Okay, have to just you. start with question I'm just going to start question, just say okay? question, yeah. So ladies, um, question. Tell me Tell what, me you, what think you think about me. Why did this, why can't we Lucy do it? Lucy with you my girl what? Drew. <laughs> Cameron D. Just leave it at this Charlie's angel, come on. Yeah, you know, we tried. We tried to rehearse that. Obviously, it did not go as planned and we moved. But, um, yeah. I'm actually in tears. We tried our best, but honestly speaking, though, I forgot what this first bit was supposed to be about. Anyways, we tried our best, guys. Um, you know, yeah, let's give did. ourselves a round of applause. Obviously, we're not Destiny's Child, oh, no. but um, yeah. obviously, we're we not. We could. We're not Destiny's Child. Um, we can't recall lyrics comfortably like that. Oh, I can. These girls have problems. But, I know um, it. Sis, every on. time someone says question, I always say, "Tell, tell me what, me what you, you think, think about, about me." me. <laughs> God, we should have done it. We just got it. Oh <laughs> yeah, okay, you know what? That should have been don't say You guys should qu- just cut that part and put it in the thing, and then continue the story. We have editing powers. <laughs> we do we do we do that's true that's true but anyways so we've all lived alone somehow like at some point or another i'm currently living alone um out in these streets um you guys have at some point in the past recently retired oh my god let's not sing i'm still crying about this whole thing i just realized today by the way that if i catch the corona sorry that if i catch the corona you're gonna die i'm gonna die alone like, no, my mom won't be stroking my hair in, like, the background. No one's getting shit. you, honey, uh, in bed. No one's getting oh, your wallahi. fever medication. I literally... You're gonna have to oh cough my, I that literally shit. just made a huge order today. Like, I was on the bus thinking about that. I got off the bus, passed by a grocery store, bought a bunch of groceries, got home, re- thought about all the shit that I was making, made an emergency list of things I need, including medications, including, like, household supplies, everything. And I ordered it all this afternoon. Because I'm like, ain't nobody getting it for me. Ain't nobody coming out here... Um, because I got the Rona to buy me like random things, pass me some chicken soup because people are all freaking out and scared and I live on my own. My roommates are both away. I'm done out here. Well, you know, I have to estebir. This is my mom's worst fear. <laughs> it's becoming a reality now. <laughs> my mom's worst fear is becoming a reality. Oh my God. But anyways, um, what led you guys to like, I, I moved out because of work. Why did you guys move out? So I moved out for school. So I wanted to pursue higher education and so i moved to toronto 
And then, um, but I was living with family, so it's not similar to you, Hafsa. You had you have roommates, so I was living kind of with family members, and so it was different in a sense. But it's not the same as living with your actual family because you don't get to come home and like do what you want and take off your garbisad and like chill on your bed all day. Right? Mm-hmm. You're you're still kind of a guest, even though like I was I was always super comfortable at whoever like whatever whichever family members I was living with. But there's always still that like barrier that like obviously you're not at home. You need to kind of hishad a bit and like know your place in a way. So uh, yeah, so that was kind of my experience. For me, it was like it wasn't as something I planned for. It was like I was in my third year or I think it was third year of university and then I was in the UAE. No, they left second, the second year. year? See, I can't. Math yeah. is so hard. Anyway, I was like in the second year of uni and then my whole family moved from the UAE back to Canada. So I was by myself. At that point, I lived with my cousin and a co- like we rented out our house. So for like a whole, uh, I would say like a year, it was me in my house with other people. So it was kind of comfortable because in the end of the day, it is the house I grew up in. But I did have to live with strangers. But then after that, I moved in with family friends. Um, it was actually someone that my family knew for a very long time. But like Ikran says, there is nothing like living with your own family. In the end of the day, you are solo. You have to debit yourself when it comes to food. You have to like, you know, t- rely on yourself for Every little contingency, it's not like you call up your parents and be like, oh my God, I'm stuck when they're eight hours away through phone call. Like, you know, it's nighttime for them. Every time it's daytime for me. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I had to do both. So majority, majority of moving out like uh, for work and stuff here in the UK, like I had to do both. So I spent some time with like family and then, but the majority of the time I was on my, either on my own or I had roommates. And I'm not going to lie. I hate, like at this point in my life, I will never... Or I hope to never have to move in with like relatives or family friends who will be like, because they're, they're always like, oh, don't worry, we have yeah, space. Come stay with us. Why are you paying you rent? We got you. Da, 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 da. Which is perfectly true. The sentiment is so good. Like, I love it. I love that there, there's always that to fall back on if I didn't have options and I was broke. But it's just, like you said, it's something about the comfort of having your own space and your own freedom. When you're with your own family, I mean, bearing in mind, like, not everybody's family is as comfortable or as loving as maybe some of ours but if like if you're if i'm with my mom's house i'd only the only place i want to live is in my mom's house or um like where the way i am right now with myself or with roommates because you all have a stake in your home but when you move in with like javier's or edo's or like family friends or whatever you're always on entertainment mode like you have to come out of your room you have to sit with everybody you have to chat to them you have to be like vigilant of the fact that they have rules in their house that you have to follow because it's not your house maybe they want you maybe they don't like it when people come to their back home late maybe they don't like people opening the fridge at midnight maybe like there's a lot of weird shit out shock. there you really learn people when you live with them they exactly that, right? and sometimes you're better off not learning people <laughs> Yeah, and oh, I don't. 100%. Yeah, and you don't want to worry about Ab and Hishold in your own like place of comfort. I want to come home, take off my clothes, put on my uh, dra, and then relax. That's what I want to do. Yeah, it's also like some things that you take for granted. For example, for food in our house, we have this very very lax thinking of food. Like it's the one thing in my house that you can't talk about. Like if someone eats your food, it's gone, bro. Like you can't talk about it. It's considered. Oh no, we gone. still fight. What do you mean? Like oh. no, but like in my house, it's such a like it's. 
that kind of thing, like, you're, you're talking about food? <laughs> like, that's how it is. But in other people's house, that's, that was a huge culture shock to me when I, you know, like, oh, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can't touch that, you can't. And I'm like, okay, then I'm in this house. What am I supposed to eat? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. Alhamdulillah, wow. I've never had that ever. Like, most of the time, I never ate at home. That, like, was my thing. Like, I always ate out. Not because there wasn't food or whatever. It was just by the time I, I always came home super, like, late, like, past lunch, probably maybe past dinner or maybe some like at all at an awkward time so i never ate food it would just happen but like if i ever felt hungry like alhamdulillah like that's the thing with culture shock like the thing is regardless of what happens to you in that person's house you can't say anything because in the end of the day they let you into their house out of their goodwill like they're doing ahsan for you you know there's that ahsan quote-unquote you know, relationship you guys have. So like Hassa said, it's so much better if you have the option of living alone. But you learn, live and you learn. Fam, I, I've seen people who lock their fridge. I have a friend who they told her we don't like to cook anything. Like she's staying with family or friends or whatever. And they told her we don't like people cooking anything after 7 p.m. And she comes home from work every day at 7 p.m. Yeah. Like it's just, there's a lot of weird... And every day I say, alhamdulillah, like I have the privilege of being able to not live in that situation. Like I have tons. Come on, guys. You know how many, all of us have relatives in the UK. Yes. Any, any city you go to, you will have family that you can crash with as long as it's like a city. But I have the luxury of saying no to that. Yeah. And like being able to live. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. But that really, I, I'm glad you acknowledged that it is a luxury because, you mm-hmm. know, some people can't afford to not live with. Yeah, of course. Members, of right? course. Yeah. Honestly, Somali people, they will always offer things for you, even if they don't, want they don't to. really mean it. <laughs> yeah. they. It's a lot of lip service. Like people will offer things to you they don't mean right mm-hmm. maybe someone will offer say like oh you can stay with us but like you know there's a hidden because they what don't is that? Really... term and conditions apply yeah <laughs> and like at least for me when i realized like i was super independent obviously i lived with my family in the uae and then i moved here and it was kind of you know your family says okay you know if you need anything you can ask us for it don't hesitate you know and like for me i don't like asking people for stuff so if i'm asking for something it's kind of like I don't have another I have option. no one else to ask. I, I'm not able to do it myself. That's why I'm asking you. So for me, it was when I started getting no's sometimes like, oh, I can't do this because I have like list of excuses and things like that. I was just like, I'm never asking people for anything. No matter what, I'm going to figure it out on my own. Like if I don't have a ride to somewhere that's like two hours away, like I will figure it out type of thing. And it kind of became like this aggressive I will do it myself no matter what. Like, I'm never asking people for anything. Because people constantly say, like, if you need this, if you need that, like, don't hesitate. And don't. you deeped it. You be- you believed it. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, you know, like, now now's the time. Like, I need help. I need someone to take me here. Or I need this. And then I'll be like, oh, but I can't do that on that day. And, like, list of excuses. And it's kind of like, I'm not here for the excuses. I'm like, <laughs> to be, yeah. And the thing you. is, the thing is, it doesn't come from a bad place. It's just that maybe oh, it like it come maybe people have things that come up and they have things to do and everything. Oh, but 100%. It's always that when it people does. offer out help, you expect that when you request that help. Yeah, that it's going to be there no matter what. Yeah, but then you realize it's not. It's just the people going through the motions of like, you know, having Courtesy, to be yeah. out of and culture offer these things. It's the thing is it's prioritization. Like they they're not prioritizing yeah, you at all. That is that that's what it yeah. is. It they literally make you feel like you're not a priority and they listed everything else that is more important. And for me, 
a lot of times it would be mentioning things they're doing for their kids and it's kind of like I don't really need to hear I don't care <laughs> it's a wake up call like, I genuinely <laughs> don't is, care that's true yeah. at the end of the day that's it really drives home the point that no one's doing stuff unless they have to accept your parents <laughs> like those are the only people that no, are gonna you know it and it's I, you know that's just the norm that's just how it is and that's part of growing up is realizing that people can say a bunch of things they could be like oh the house is open for you they could offer you so many things mm-hmm. but that's just contingent on their priorities it's like if it doesn't overlap with their priorities then yes they'll do it for you but if it does it'll take like them being an empathetic person or them being someone who truly understands your position for them to be like okay let me bend the rules for this person you know yeah. yeah. So I think for me, that was my, like, alhamdulillah, I've had, like, great family members and people who've done, like, gone above and beyond. But I've also had, like, those few instances where it's just kind of like, oh, like, you're really leaving, you're really doing this to me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? I think something that's very interesting is our parents always emphasize and Somali people always talk about how one of the great things about being Somali is that you have this huge network of people that can help you in like difficult situations. Like my dad tells me stories about when he, he's gone to like random countries and he always had a couch to sleep on like when he was young mm-hmm. um, back in the day. But like that culture, I don't know if, if, the, if the culture was as um, arm opening or like as loving as that back in the day or if things have changed now to be quite honest because we like to gloss over things like that like that somebody's doing like gas ourselves up exactly no the positive things like the talk like to say oh we we all we all do this we're great at this we're amazing at that but now but the thing is i feel like there's a limit to it right like you can't overstay your welcome you know what i mean even that like right now for instance all of that i would only feel comfortable with family that I personally knew, not even family, like family friends even, that like I grew up with, my mom's really close friends, my dad's really close friends, um, that I would feel comfortable like, because I know there, there are people out there who would do these things for me. I know that for a fact, right? You know, you know what I mean? Like if I'm in a sticky situation, if I need somewhere to crash for a prolonged period of time, there's always people out there that I can depend on, alhamdulillah. But this whole notion of um, going to a random person's house because, you know, you guys are the same qabil or your parents like knew each other back in the 70s or whatever uh, bullshit or nonsense. Um, I can't imagine that happening today because of how I see people react. Because I've seen people in those situations who, um, you know, they move out for university to a different city and then they stay with this family and then like crazy shit happens. Or, like, yeah. I've never seen yeah. that though. Like people living with like absolute strangers. Not strangers, but people that you know. The thing is, in the end of the day, Somalis are never strangers, you know? It's someone you know. Like you, you're always, but then they're not like direct family members is what Hafsa means, I think. Not even direct family, whether they're direct family members or family friends. People that you personally don't know that you're family or you parents know or whatever yeah. and then they tell you oh you're going there go stay with them for however because a lot of people they have they move out or they go to a different city but contingent on they're going to stay with family like alhamdulillah my parents never like they never told me that but i have a lot of friends who their parents were like you want to move out you have to stay in that house oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. if you're going Definitely. to that city so it's just a bit of a sticky situation i don't know how how different it is or if it's the same or but i i don't think it's as that whole welcoming culture is as as true as we like to believe i wish but Mm. it's not really you know we were those people that had like our doors open i've met so because we were in the uae and people always transit the uae whenever they're going to somalia or vice versa right so we always had people at our house 
But at the same time, my parents never let us go to other people's houses. Like, even when we travel, it was always either your, my, like, literally, my blood aunt, my, you know, like, those people that are, you, I have to stay with them kind of thing. But other than that, like, they never let me stay. In, so this time, it was like, they had no other option. At that point, I was already, you know, my second year of uni, they had to leave me with someone. And because of that, me and my parents, we never discussed, like, for some reason, I, I'm also, like, I was always very independent. So I never discussed with them all the shit that was going on because what is the point there's literally no nothing they can do about it you know but you live and you learn that's how it was mm. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah that there's a lot of that can we also talk about how um uh like for instance in the emirates i think the emirates it's a bit harder because as a student you don't have the option to work as you do out here in like western countries so just to give our listeners a bit of background in the uae if you're a student you can't actually like do it there aren't really jobs available for students like part-time work and that kind of thing the only things that you could really do is were tutor maybe um for the most part anyways and you would never maybe some universities rent. impossible exactly you'll never you'll never ever be able to make rent not even part of rent or even renting room that, that wasn't a thing and also um maybe campus would give you some jobs but the work on campus the sh- the money was absolute crap like if you change it to dollars it'd be like four dollars an hour it was really gross so you really didn't have an option but out here um if you work part-time a lot of times you can you could live out for for university it's very feasible with the ways that loans and grants and like part-time work you could try and move out with like roommates and stuff for university so it's it's really doable but you know like we said it would if some families just aren't about that life like they they won't be comfortable with you doing that for me i'm sure i don't think my parents would have an issue with me moving out but i really wasn't able to the way rent is set up in toronto and being a full-time student mm-hmm. i can't have a job i tried to have a job at some point and i literally i almost lost my mind yeah. and that was with my family here so i don't think i could ever be a full-time student well i get a stipend so obviously it still helps out but it's not a, like rent in toronto is more than my stipend it's just not realistic so. It's, it really is not. So, you know, I just got to figure life out. Yeah. But we're also talking about it from the point of, like, we are talking about when you have to move out, right? But a lot of people want to move out. They, you know, they want to find their independence or find themselves, you know, they want to leave their family, which is something I think everyone goes through once they, you know, like, once you're a teenager and you're graduating high school, everyone has a dream of finally moving out and, like, you're sick and tired of your family at that point. And so a lot of people see moving out as just, you know, like a part of adulthood. Like, I have to go through this. You know, something that's really interesting is I didn't realize how much privilege I had until I had this discussion with a bunch of other um, Somali youths. And they're talking about moving out and wanting to move out. And in my head, I was like, why would you want to move out? Like, why would you want to move out and pay rent when you can stay home with your parents and like contribute because your parents might be like struggling or whatever? Like, why would you want, like, in my head, I was like, that's so selfish to want to move out and like live your best life. And then I realized. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, like I, like my household, I would never think about it because my home life is so comfortable. Me staying at home with Hoya, I don't have any worries. I don't feel uncomfortable at all. But that's not, that's not the same for everybody. Like people come from different types of households. People have different kinds of responsibilities in their households too. We hear these stories all the time about girls who are like the sole everything in their house, provider, cleaner, cook, every single thing in their home. Like you would want to escape from that too, you know? Or even like being a full-time student and having some responsibilities and people not having the tact to be like, oh, you know, she has she has pri- other things to she, that she yeah, needs to prioritize. Yeah, they don't support you, you really want to move Yeah, out. the lack of support. Or even just like the mind, like having the mind, like 
I don't what's the word I'm trying to look for mind space or being able to relax yeah. you know coming home and not being in a stressful environment if you're the oldest of like 10 and you have you turning around all day and you're like in a heavy or difficult program that's kind of crazy you know you you want that alone time you want that time to you know um to yourself so I mean it's it, it is a alhamdulillah privilege but at the same time like I totally understand people who want to move out for a period of time like I've told friends who are like trying to figure out for graduate programs or have siblings who want to go to university in different cities. Like, why not? Especially the thing is, though, in, in the UK, I think the culture for moving out for university is a lot more common than it is in um, Canada because people here... How do people move out? For do, they, do they move out uh, to, like, different cities? Like, here, it's very common for people I mean, to go to another city for school. No, because if you I live in Toronto, like, you go to a Toronto university. If you live in Edmonton, you go to an Edmonton university. So, yeah. No, people can go to, like, Hamilton or London London for schools. Yeah, but it's not very common. London, Ontario. <laughs> London, Ontario. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, people go to different schools. Like, people go to, like, Waterloo, Queen's University, Western. So, I mean, they're not com- super far away, but I guess it's not super common, but, like, there are some people who do go to for schools that are not in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I have to I get what you're saying about some people wanting to move out because they feel like they have to, but there are also some people who just want to move out because it's a vibe. Like people just want to move out for the sake of moving out. And I don't know like it just seems it's something that some people want to need may need to experience for themselves because it's not all it's, you know, cracked up to be. But it also doesn't make sense if you're moving out only for the sake of moving out and then where are you going to be living in the same city paying like you're paying rent and you're it just seems weird unless you're doing it to reduce the commute to work or something like that i don't know if people are just moving out for fun then like talk about it for real <laughs> that's another privilege like, you just got money you I'm got sorry. money you got money <laughs> you got money like you're moving out for fun because you you want to experience living alone that's weird. you know but the thing is i remember when i was like graduating uh, high school and i was starting university i really wanted to move out like i was sick and tired of my family you know no offense to you guys listening oh God. but i was like i was like i'm done with these folks they're so annoying anyway and you reach your peak and then i did live alone even though it wasn't like me fully living alone and i got a taste of my own medicine and i realized this life is not for me i'd rather have people i could annoy you know every day of my life oh, whatever yes. i feel because i'm a person that actually apparently i do feel lonely plus my friends like ikran and them they really came through you guys used to let me stay at your house for periods of time whenever i got sick and tired of staying with the people i was staying with and so i had so many things to help me during that time like I wasn't alone you had a good network yeah I had a truly good network I wasn't suffering alone I didn't have like financial issues like that everything was great but then I realized I really cannot do the living alone thing I just can't it's just not for me you know so you don't know that unless you actually go through it yeah like for me even if um like I noticed because I've lived both alone and I've had roommates I I don't like living alone. I'd rather have even if I move out, like I would rather have roommates in, with me, yeah. as opposed to living in an apartment or a house by myself. It's something about um, like what ends up happening is like right now, like for a prolonged period of time. For instance, now my roommates have both been away, and it's just me. And I find myself even with the corona out in the streets, just going out, yeah, <laughs> and meeting things, up with people yeah. and like hanging out with friends and stuff because like you need that human contact, man. It's some, there's something nice about going down to the living room and like catching up on shows with your roommates, you know, or like 
I'm not talking about um like you, I know you go to work or you go to school and you see people, but when I go to work, I see work people. Work people are not part of my regular regular life. Please, I cut you off at 5 p.m. Bye. <laughs> Never talk about that shit again. Trauma. But um no, it's nice. Like when you come home, you relax. Everybody knows like where they're supposed to be. Like if I'm in my room, don't bother me. If I come down, we are allowed to socialize now. Like that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like boundaries. It's so. Oh my god. Can we please talk about boundaries when it comes to roommates and stuff? Because when you're at home with your family boundaries mature so like yeah. you're out in these streets like you fight every day fighting in the kitchen you're fighting because of these boundaries exactly but because you can't, you're not allowed to fight with your roommates yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why these boundaries are there and you both respect it I mean I know um oh my god my friend was telling me about how and don't get like that alhamdulillah like I've always had like amazing roommates I'm actually very lucky because one of my old roommates she was telling me about the person that moved that was staying with her before I moved in this girl her and her boyfriend were on crack okay Okay, and like she actual would, crack? No, no, literal, literal crack, okay? <laughs> crack cocaine? Crack is whack? Crack? crack cocaine, okay? <laughs> As in crack is whack. <laughs> and, like, she was trying to, like, avoid her boyfriend and some shit. And, like, she would tell her boyfriend that her roommate, so my ex, like, my other roommate, who's now my, one of my good friends, um, would prevent her from seeing her boyfriend. And then this nigga rolls up. He rolled up to the house, banged on the door, my friend casually opens it and he goes who like he starts like verbally attacking her and like using his like size to intimidate her and bear in mind she's in the house by herself door is open and she's like Hafsa I'm, I was shooketh all I could do was I took him yelling at me when he calmed down a little I slammed the door and locked the door that's all she could do and then another time somebody like one of their roommates like stole a bunch of shit like it's it's also very risky at the same time yeah, having roommates that's you have like to be extremes though I, th- I thought you were going to talk about little skirmishes like why'd you use my shampoo no fam extremes are the sc- little little things is fine like i can manage little things you know the extremes are crazy like because a lot of times when you move in with somebody like when you're looking for roommates i don't know how it is in canada but here in in the uk a lot of times when you're looking for roommates it's like off of websites right and you meet with these people, you talk to them, you do one, two little interviews, and then you have to decide, are you going to move in with this person? The trust right? that takes. Yeah, it's not like, um, sometimes, like, you know somebody for a minute, and then, like, you guys had to move in together. But most times, it's literally like that. And it's just even, like, um, whether it's Somali or non-Somali, I've had both Somali and non-Somali roommates, and it's, it's the same. So it's it doesn't even matter. And, like, it doesn't matter whether they're Somali or not. You can have crazy people either way. Like, another friend yeah. of mine, her roommate was, like, they were both like East African and her roommate was like some psychopath who like lied, like peed all over the bathroom, ah. like weird shit. Damn, I'm, I'm telling sorry, you, there's I weirdos everywhere. What the hell? And you know, imagine she tried to kick her out and she refused to move. She refused to leave. No, She's like, get out of my house. Are, yeah, people, you really learn them like, when you no. live with them. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's crackheads everywhere and there's nothing you could do about it. It's like literally tossing a coin. Right now, I'm so stressed because I have to move again and that means I have to look for my new roommates and I am in tears, man. It's going to be a That's headache. just not for me. I cannot do that. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I'm going to be stuck with my parents. You know, their legs are stuck to my legs. <laughs> They're probably going to get sore. I don't know if they kick me out themselves. God, but like, I'm not... I leaving. wish. I wish, fam. Like, right now, every time I hit up Hoya, I'm like, Hoya, just come over here. We'll have to Watch me take... Up. If I move, I'm taking one of them with me. Like, bro, you think you can escape mm-hmm. from me? I feel like when we were in the UAE or before living alone, we took it for granted. And then now we're just kind of like, you know, super attached yeah. and like appreciate yeah. things more. Yeah. Is it like piggybacking off of what Isahid was saying, you were saying how like the people that were in the UAE kind of made 
you living there by yourself bearable. For me, it was the same thing. I feel like I kind of developed an extremely social life that, like, after school, I'm always with someone, like, hanging out with my friends for the entire day. Just because going home just meant, like, I'm just going to go on the bed, chill by myself, you know, because I don't want to be walking around the house and doing random, like, you know what I mean? Because you're kind of to yourself, right? Once I go home, I'm to myself. So for me being out for as long as possible and coming home to sleep and leave that was a routine so a lot of my the friends that i made here like in school and just through the messages or wherever made it bearable and now that my family came so my family moved here in the summer uh, so now that my family's here (laughs) not in these streets (laughs) like well the way every tuesday watching a movie and i also did a lot of things independently so i like like now when I first moved here, I did not like going to the movies alone. I could not eat alone. A lot of my plans did not exist if no one was doing them with me. But now I've reached a point where I will do just about anything that can be done by yourself, by myself. So I'll go watch a movie if I'm bored. The cinema is close to where I work. I'll go watch a movie if I feel like it. A lot of times I'll go out for lunch by myself and chill and eat and watch my shows on Netflix while I'm eating and come back to work. Energy. So like, yeah. Yeah, of course, girl. Because does my school halekertan? No, you cannot. Mm-hmm. I love you that. You guys not do like watch movies by yourself yes. or go eat by yourself? Girl, first of all, for me, I've been doing that. That's not something new to okay. me yeah. having moved Ooh. out. I've been doing that okay. since like I was in university. Like I didn't always want to I mean, I am not going to lie. It, in the beginning it was awkward, but then when I realized there's some things that I like that maybe my friends didn't like or people were mm-hmm. busy or whatever, I'm like, F it, I'm doing it myself." So, I mean, some some things are fun to do with other people, but some things, man, you just need to experience them for yourself. So, who cares? And you realize people are busy a lot of times. Yeah, it doesn't mean free at the same time so what are you gonna do put everything on hold because so-and-so can't make it yeah. like no nah, you just gotta go do I've it i've always yeah. been like i said i've always been an independent person even when i was living with my family so i always did shopping alone i do all that stuff alone <laughs> also because i was the eldest my mom and dad like don't they don't they make me do all this stuff they'll be like oh like go pay the electricity bill and i would walk to mega mall you know do that shit by myself oh my so, god don't right? remind remember me. that so i used to do yeah. all that stuff i think by myself take the taxi and like maybe take one of my younger siblings so i used to do all that stuff alone anyway so i became the opposite now like when i came back to edmonton i do everything with my siblings now even though it's not a big deal for me to go and like you know but go get coffee by myself or go shopping by myself i still have to do those stuff alone but like to go to the movies i always drag one of them i always take them it's like now i'm even more dependent on them which is weird i don't know i can't explain it (laughs) Is it is it that you're more sorry? Is it that you're more dependent on them, or is it that you choose you you know that you could do it on your own, and you know that you'd rep you prefer right now to do? It with I just people? prefer to do it with them now. It's not like oh, if no one else is going, I won't go at all. It's more like oh, let's mm-hmm. go and do this together. Why not? You know? Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like for me, I do. I would prefer going with people, but you know, sometimes when I'm in a situation where it's too late to invite someone, like you know, when you feel like doing something in that moment, and honestly. I know no one's going to pull up to where I want to be in that moment. So I'll just go by myself. But if it's something that I plan ahead, then obviously, like, I usually ask people or I might not do it. But a lot of the things I want to do is in the moment. Like, I'm craving waffles. I wake up, I will go get my That's waffles. the thing. I think that's the difference. Like, it's the fact that, to me, it doesn't come naturally for me to invite people to do stuff that I want to do. Like, I have... To, people invite me to do stuff with them. So for me, I 
I guess I learned the skill of letting people in on the stuff I enjoy. Like, oh, let's do this together. That doesn't come naturally to me. So I guess we learn opposite things. Mm. So we've been talking a lot about living alone and, you know, being independent. But I think different people have different things that make them feel independent or be independent. So I guess my question is, what does being independent mean to each of you? Um, For me, I don't think uh, being independent has to do so much with um, like where you live or anything like that. It's more of like a mind state. Or like um, <clears throat> like a financial state that you're at. But it's more like, um, you know, if you're able to, you know, spend time with yourself and like um, uh, able to cope on your own, you know how to manage yourself. And if things, if, you know, the people that you're dependent on aren't available to do the things that you need them to do, can you manage on your own? Um, if you... Um, financially how are you doing like those are the kind of things that I look at when I think about independence so I like it doesn't necessarily mean oh you know living the whole I'm moving because I know when I was younger um my parents always used to ask me like or people would talk about what they're going to do when they grow up and of course I read how many books like as a teeny as like a teeny bopper or like as a preteen and I was always like I'm gonna move out when I'm 18 and like I'm gonna be independent and I'm gonna like have a job and I'm gonna go to school and da 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 like you have a whole other picture in your mind of what that means to you but considering like how it is different culturally for different people like i like that that to me is 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 important you know so independence for me means more of it's like more of a mind state than anything else um i agree i guess to an extent for me like i said like for me i've always been independent an independent thinker as in like i always made my own decisions i never relied on my parents like some people really do rely on other people to make decisions like i've seen a lot of dependent people where they can't they struggle with making any sort of decision whether that's buying a car or if it's something as simple as buying a painting they'll be like oh should i should i not you know that kind of thing i i've never struggled with that i've never struggled with making like real life decisions of whether that's university whether that's friendships wh- whatever it is so for me independence is more like i guess the money that was the only thing i've never been independent upon like you know i never had my own income i guess i've always seen independence independence as like the once i could fully rely on myself like i could be left in the middle of a desert and i'll have some way somehow to figure out you know like i can survive this by myself and also being able to rely on people regardless like being able to say okay i need this person i need to be able to you know open myself to let people in and be like i can't do this alone this person has to help me do this that for me was like something I had to really work towards. So I guess those two things. What about you, Kron? Um, I feel like all a lot of what you guys said, but for me, mostly it's um, being able to do things by myself and not like excessively rely on people. Obviously, growing up, I had my parents. I, alhamdulillah, I still do. But just knowing... I could rely on them all the time. I didn't do a lot of things. Like, I always knew that there's someone, like, if I can't do it, my parents will help me do it. You know what I mean? But now I feel like I'm at a point that I can do it regardless. But if my parents can help me out, that would be great too. So I feel like kind of knowing I can stand alone and, you know, do things on my own, no matter the situation. And financially, I don't know if I kind of put that in, like obviously being able to financially support myself, but I don't attribute a lot of like being independent, um, like attributed to financially. Mm-hmm. At least because obviously I'm super dependent still 
you know, my stipend is very little. <laughs> so financially, I'm still very dependent on, like, before it was free accommodation, living with my family. Now I'm living, like, with, uh, like, extended family. Now I'm living with my actual family. I do help pay for things, but obviously still you know what i mean i'm not taking care of everything maybe once i reach that that's going to be like a different level of independence but alhamdulillah right now i feel like i can support myself in an to an extent and i can kind of hold my own and i've lived here long enough to know that i kind of figured it out on my own so i don't know i don't think i have a straight answer for it but i feel pretty independent so um we asked we asked you guys um on Instagram about what you define independence as and we got some replies so I'm just going to read them out real quick. Um someone said being stable um and able to take care of myself. Another person said limiting the dependence of others to a minimum and being able to deal with my own issues. I like that. Yeah, like that's me. Yeah, and someone was like, "For me, it's uh, it means believing in myself to do the things I want to do, either on my own or not." That's a, that's an interesting take. Being able to choose what I like and who I like to be in my space that I think is really important. So, um, when you're when you're younger, the people in your space, you have no real choice. It's people that you go to school with, people that you go to play in the playground with, your cousins. But the older you get, the pickier you get with your friends. Have you guys noticed that? Like right now, mm-hmm. um, like when I was younger, it was all there's a lot of people pleasing involved. Whereas now, it's like, do you add value to my life? Do I add value to your life? Do I enjoy my time? My time is valuable. So if I'm not enjoying my time with you. You know, we could be acquaintances, but we don't have to be close friends. Yeah. Do you experience that as well? I think I do, but I couldn't elaborate. <laughs> no comment. No further comments here. For me, it's I've always like I've I'm more of a quiet person, so I always pick and choose the people I let into my life. So, to me, that that was something I had to work towards. Like, so it just depends on the nature of the person. Okay, fair enough. Um, we also have being able to direct myself on, that, sorry, being able to direct my life on how I see it and being able to make my own decisions. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, so thanks for the input, guys. Um, yeah, a lot of it, yeah, I think we, I think we touched on a lot of it, alhamdulillah. So there's that. Yeah, I think a lot of those are really important, like being able to make our own decisions. Trusting in yourself. Oh my God. Do what we want to do in life. Our parents, alhamdulillah, our parents trust us. So we're kind of, you know, our parents kind of let us do what we want to do. That's so, the privilege Hafsa was talking know, about though. <laughs> like We have the free, alhamdulillah, yeah. like I said that, like we're very privileged. Our parents are, you know, very respectful of us and kind of let us be who we want to be. So there's that. You know, so yeah, that also adds to our level of independence, right? Mm-hmm. They've enabled our independence. Yeah, true, true. But so I, so a question I have is, I feel like at some points I'm maybe too independent, where it might be a little, you know, toxic. <laughs> so I what guess, does that mean? Like I said, right? My family just moved back in the summer, so when they came, it was kind of a shock to me that my parents are willing to do things for me because I've reached a point where I was so fiercely independent that I didn't ask anyone for anything and I no one really offered to do things for me a lot of the time so when my like for example my dad would sometimes offer to take me to work and it would kind of like my initial response would be like oh like is it on like are you headed downtown are you going somewhere like 
Is this so you can drop me off on your way to somewhere else? He'd be like, no, like, I just want to take you to work. I'm like, what? Why would you, you know, why would you do that? That's so crazy. Like, for me, <laughs> you know what this sounds like? You're, you're, one spurt, twice what? shy. That's literally like you, yeah, you felt the, the pain. And so now you're like, not again. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's. That's nice. Trauma. And then sometimes my dad would call me and be like, do you need a ride? I'm like, what? Why? Pick me up from the subway? Huh? So it was kind of, I reached a point where, you know, I was kind of doing everything by myself. So these small acts of kindness that are normal from parents that I kind of forgot was so foreign to me that I'm just like, wow, people are nice for no reason. You know, so I feel like I reached that level of just, you know, Taking very extreme. super independent yeah and then even my mom like one time i needed a ride to somewhere that was pretty far or no no i lied i wanted to drive take drop someone off at home and i was like oh no like take someone with you so you're not you know coming back by yourself i'm like what like no i can do it myself mom's like i know you can do it but you need company it's really late i'm like no i don't want to ask anyone you know my mom was telling me to ask my cousins i was like i don't want to ask my cousins because to me it's kind of like I'll ask them and then someone will say no to me, right? And I'm, I don't realize that that's kind of why I'm telling my mom I can do it myself. I already know someone's like, no, why would, to me, it's like they'll say no. So I'm just telling my mom I don't need anyone to come with me, you know? So for me, that's what I mean by like super independent where you don't want to ask anyone. So I don't think I dealt with your trauma. It sounds like uh, you have a chip on your shoulder <laughs> and you need help. <laughs> Um, it's gone but, now. It's, it's all good. It's gone now. I don't know. You have some deep. You have some deep seated, deep rooted issues. But I think um, what you experienced was really like very, very out of the norm. And so the way you coped was very <laughs> extreme as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for me personally, like um, living away from home and all of that. Even though I have some extended family here, um, my concern is like I told you guys earlier today. If I get like if I catch the corona, I'm screwed. Because, like, I don't have my mom here. I don't have, like, family here to check in on me. If I go into isolation and I die in isolation, no one will know. Like, that kind of thing, you know? So that's, that's, that, those are the bits that scare me about being, like, living, living out and, like, doing your own and living alone yeah. doing your thing. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that stresses me out sometimes is that the more independent you are or the more, um, you know, um, self-sufficient. self-sufficient you are, the more people you have depending on you. So that really stresses me out because, like, obviously I'm Somali and, and not just Somali and not in just Somali culture, but a lot of East African Muslim, um, you know, immigrant culture is that um, when someone's doing well, like, they expect them to, you know, help out other people in the family or the household regularly. And that's there. But sometimes, like, it, it stresses you out a little bit because you have to worry about other things when you're trying to make plans for yourself or, like, for your uh, immediate family and all that stuff so that kind of stuff stresses me out sometimes other than that like I like the comfort of having you know being self-sufficient and also having being able to rely on my family like I think that's something culturally like I can appreciate because I have other friends who are not Somali who are maybe Caucasian or um, they come from cultures where um, you know if you yeah is the only option like and independence means you're on your literally you're on your own like you're not expected to visit family you're not expected to um if you need help for in any situation whether it's financial whether it's emotional whatever it may be you're expect you're expected to survive and thrive on your own 
like that scares me more than anything else so no i i don't i don't think um i think it depends it really does depend on a lot of things whether your independence is toxic to yourself or to others or whatever you know yeah like like i understand what ikran is coming from because i did go through like a small phase of that and like hafsa wallahi honestly you realize when you live alone i i think i spent like two weeks staying at a friend's house and i never got one phone call from the people i was staying with and i was like yo i could actually die and these people would never know like that's Mm -hmm. when it hit home for me that only my parents would care about whether i live or die you know and it's kind of fatalistic and it's kind of dramatic but it's truly the reality of it you know like in the end of the day you're not that much of a party and you're just an amana to an extent but they see you as like a grown adult or whatever and they'll be like you know let's just you know go with the flow she's doing what she needs to do kind of thing but like they don't have that oh she's still you know your parents are always like oh you're still you're there you belong to them you're their child so they they'll take care of you even if you're like 50 years old they'll still take care of you and look forward to you right and like yeah. when you're talking about being too independent that's just something i've struggled with my whole life it's like i don't ask people for things and but i'm the opposite where if someone asks me for something i always give it to them and you have to really just you know like be real with yourself and not take things too seriously sometimes and I guess you just learn to cope with it. You learn to compartmentalize and expect certain things from certain people and not expect, like, you don't expect the same thing from every single person. Like, you're like, oh, this person, this much is okay. This person, this much is okay. And, you know, you don't take it that personally. I guess that's just how I cope with it. That's how I, you know, like, stay healthy. Yeah. I think you guys, you know, it's so funny. Um, You guys keep talking about when you noticed that, you know, when you had these like moments where you realized things. For me, the biggest moment when I realized anything was my mom actually came to visit me. And then like, I realized my entire behavior changed. <laughs> like not my behavior, but like the little things that I did. Like for instance, when she was thinking, I'd make sure I'd be home at like a reasonable hour. <laughs> Hoy would be like, at 7.30, I'm leaving the house. Hoy would be like, oh my God, this time where are you going? And I'm like, just quiet because I know I've gone out like 10 p.m. Yeah. or like 11 or even midnight. <laughs> There's been times where I've gone out. Yeah. Or like, Yo. like I'd hide, I'd hide certain articles from my wardrobe because I'm not trying to get like yelled at like little things like that it made me feel like a teenager and i'm not gonna lie it was a bit of a thrill but (laughs) oh my god i mean i missed it a little bit but like i also understand why um if someone has like alhamdulillah like my mom's not overbearing but if someone has overbearing parents oh yeah for sure i I completely understand why they would appreciate living out on their own or like doing their own thing fam i was uh, like hafsa saying i never i never left the house super late but i would come home super late and my dad's like my parents would call me at like 10 where are you like oh yeah like i'm still my parents gave me a curfew it was so funny guys i'm not wait is this now yes okay (laughs) the funniest thing both of my parents gave us a curfew of 10 p.m and at first i was like let me me humor them no first i was like let me humor them you know like let me actually try to work around this guys well i think maybe one day I made it home before 10, and then I was like, Abe, this is just not realistic. Let's make it 11, right? <laughs> Still did not work. And then I had to sit down and be like, you know, because I was actually breaking curfew. This was a serious thing. Like, my dad like, was not super serious about it. Honestly, I felt like to him it was a joke. I don't think he took it seriously. I think he just wanted to give me a curfew because, you know. It's the right thing to do. He felt like, yeah, like he felt like that was a parent thing to do. So I had to be like, I came home at past 
midnight and my dad's like you're supposed to be here at 11 i'm like you know abby you know this curfew thing is not real right we cannot pretend like this is actually feasible <laughs> i was like abby i finished work at like six seven i was like there's no way i'm gonna be here by 10 i was like life just like i start doing things at seven i was like when am i gonna be here it takes me an hour to commute <laughs> it's not realistic let's just you know let's just not have this curfew I'll tell you what time I'm going to be back and let's just, you know, work that way. And honestly, it's been working really great <laughs> now that I don't have a curfew again. But like, I know my dad appreciates it when I call him and like, or just tell him I'm going to be late. So I do that when he's home. See, but some people honestly, don't want to deal with that, that curfew thing was like, you know, that curfew thing was, you know, it was fun while it lasted. Like, <laughs> it's almost like I wanted to restrict myself for a bit. And I'm like, oh, but you know, alhamdulillah, we moved past. Do you know, the funniest thing that happened was my mom called me the other day and she was just ranting about how my sister came home like really late, like at 2 a.m. And I think like for me and my siblings, we don't have any sense of safety or like personal, per, uh, you know, perseverance or anything like that because we do these reckless things and we act like we're invincible sometimes. So like she'd been out downtown and then she like she took the public transport and she got home like I super think it's late because we lived in the UAE. Yeah. Probably that's what it is. Probably that's what it is. But when like when I was calling my sister to like be like Naya, what are you up to? And she's like, shut up. I was with you for a whole summer. Don't act like you're any different. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's besides the point. It's for Hoya state of mind fam it has nothing to do with what you actually do she's like i'm like i don't care what you do with your life but don't stress out Hoya. like what yeah. are you doing you know what i mean yeah. like it's not even about like a lot of things that i do for my parents it has nothing to do with me it has to do with me making them feel comfortable and them oh, yeah. feel happy you yeah. know That's it's about not stressing the them out yeah yeah exactly honestly it be like that sometimes you know anyway what final advice for people who want to actually live alone to find themselves, to find their inner half, to eat, pray, and love. I didn't enjoy living away from my family, obviously. There's a lot of um, to unpack there, but <laughs> we're not going to unpack it right now. Maybe the therapist. I think you need therapy. But, <laughs> but I did, I feel like I learned a lot about myself in the past four years of uh, living. Extreme living. Three years of living. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you don't know how you're going to handle certain situations because you've never been in them, right? And now, like, I'm in a situation where, okay, I have to do this myself. Or you, you're just in situations where you see how you react, right? So sometimes you'll get mad. Sometimes it doesn't affect you. Some things that you think will, like, you know, hurt you don't hurt you. Or the other, like, things that you you think don't bother you actually bother you. So I feel like it's been a lot of learning about myself and learning and learning about people and what people say and you know not trusting a lot of you know not trusting a lot of things but also giving people the benefit of the doubt like being understanding but also knowing limits and like I just learned a lot about myself and how I should treat people and I like Sahil you know like in the UAE we had a lot of people come over and you know things like that I feel like having lived with people now you understand now what i know going yeah like we had a lot of people who came to live with us but you never know how they feel in your home or in your space right so having lived in other people's spaces i feel like i know what to do to make other people feel super comfortable you know what i mean 
the, the way I felt, I wouldn't, in certain situations, alhamdulillah, like, I've had great experiences and some not so great experiences, but I would know how I don't want people in my house to be treated. And I feel like I would go above and beyond to make sure they would never feel like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's something that I learned that obviously I would never learn if I didn't go live away that. from my parents. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I learned it, done. I don't need to learn it again, <laughs> alhamdulillah. We move past it. But yeah. Pretty much. That's what I learned. Yeah. Estelle, do you want to go ahead or should I go? Go ahead. Mine is pretty much the same as uh, Ikran. Yeah. So like the only thing that I would add to all of this is it's so important. It's so important that if you are um, living your best independent life, whether it's on your own, whether it's um, still at home or whatever it may be, to have a really good support network. Like if you don't have that at home with your family, um, whether you live with them and you know you're you're not having that kind of support at home, or if you're living on your own and you're just literally by yourself, the importance of a good support network is that like you have that network that you would have with your family, like supposedly, right? Um, you have a group of people that you can talk to about your issues, about when you're feeling unwell, whether it's mentally, whether it's actual like um, physical health, whatever it may be. Um, a network of people that like, for instance, if something were to happen with so, some, something, something as simple as somebody to have your extra set of keys or, um, you know, somebody to call when you're walking through that little bit of your neighborhood from the bus stop to your house, you know, it's really those kind of things I think are just so important. And I've come to value living out here because at the same time, like I'm living away and I can't call my mom or my siblings for everything because A, I don't want to worry them all the time. And B, it's just not practical or feasible. You won't do it. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing they could do, right? So I have my little network here of people that I know I can trust with that. And it doesn't it's not your regular friend group or whatever, but like certain people in your friend groups that like know exactly what's going on or have or are dealing with the same thing because the same way that they support you you need to support them like you know we all have friends that have gone through shit right i have friends who are also living out like a whole group of my friends we all we all live out and um they're dealing with some shit and alhamdulillah like at least i'm there to support them and they're here to support me you know and like things as simple as like um even like when you're um your emergency contact my emergency contact can't be my mom in Canada. <laughs> and it can't be Khair because she never picks up the phone. There is, oh, oh there's that too. So she it's like somebody like, relied. Emergency contact. That was very bad for me. <laughs> Did you put Makhair as your emergency oh, contact? I was triggered. <laughs> I cannot believe. I cannot believe. You don't care for your health. Oh, I really don't. Yeah, it's just so... That, for me, is one of the most important things about being out here. And it really does make you feel more sure in yourself and more comfortable because when you're someone like me who doesn't um who just risks her life on the regular you need to have people like reel you in and be like Hafsa calm the heck down yeah sometimes you just need to be taken out of the space like you just and you know like going out and walking around the neighborhood is an option all the time you just need someone that you could you know be like oh let's go and have lunch today or after uni or whatever you're doing after work someone you could just go and de-stress with or decompress you don't mm-hmm. have to tell them everything but you, it takes you out of the mindset yeah yeah definitely i mean i have my fr- like i have my, my friends who they live with their families but then i also make a point that you know i spend significant amount of time with my friends who don't live with their family because we need each other at the end of the day, you know? Uh, I mean, I know people like to say, you know, I could do my own thing, but at the end of the day, we're human beings and we need human contact. 
And work for me doesn't count as human contact. Yeah, we do. We do. And honestly, I don't think you can survive being away from your family if you don't have a support system outside of that. Obviously, you may not have it when you first go, like if it's a new city, but developing that get it finding your people and people you connect with because for me i don't think i would have survived for this long if i didn't meet like alhamdulillah like your family moved here around like a year after i moved here but and then i had and then once i started school i met great people that alhamdulillah if they weren't in my life i honestly do not know how i would survive um this city how did you cope initially school Huh? How did you cope initially, like, before you met all these people and everything? Um, the thing is, I, I there were people that I knew in Toronto that I knew before I left. So I had a lot of them, like, Sumeya was here, um, my friend Ikram, who also lived in the building that I was staying in. So I had people that I knew before. Obviously, I just did out, I didn't go out as much. I was in school for that year, but it was kind of very structured school so I would come home and it wasn't far from where I was living so I kind of had a more structured structured life and then I was working so I was kind of busy but once I started grad school is kind of when I needed more support and alhamdulillah like I found that through great people that I met shout out Aisha and Yasmin but like and Salma and a bunch of other people but I feel like shout if out, I didn't out. meet those people you know Zahra shout out shout out <laughs> But but if, I feel like if I didn't, like, grad school, I'd probably be super miserable. Alhamdulillah, I've had... Even Istahil, what do you talk about? I called Istahil 90% of the time. And Istahil knows that. Like, me calling Istahil, venting about everything that happens in my life. So, and you guys, remember our group chat? So, I feel like that's how I survived the beginning was my UAE people that were either in Toronto or in the UAE contacting and... That's kind of how I survived the beginning. But, you know, it passes and you meet people and you make lifelong friends and, you know, you, you move. Because I moved to, yeah, honestly. You move, yeah. Um, So I moved to a whole new city where I knew absolutely nobody and I became yeah, a social different. media addict. Like literally, <laughs> I never have I been, I, like if you had told me, if you had told 2015 Hafsa how much time like I would, I would I'd be spending on social media like now I would have been shocked and like the fact that I made real friends like literally that's how that's how I made a lot of my real friends in real life right now like people that I'm friends with are from Twitter I'm not even joking okay. um so I became like a Twitter addict alhamdulillah like remember uh <laughs> a per- periscope days like you know had me in, got me got me in the clutch you know what I mean um oh, let's not forget um YouTube oh my god YouTubers became my family fam <laughs> There were days where I literally would wake up in the morning depressed AF. I'm not even joking. Like, I used to dread going to work. Like, I felt like my life was not... Especially those first two, three months, you know? And, like, I'll put on each Shah Patel or um, Aish Haroon and those little YouTubers. And I just hear them talk. And whenever, like, I hear a Torontonian talk too, it just, like, sank to my soul as well. And I'll be like, I'm home. I could lie to myself for a couple of minutes and be like, maybe these are the voices I'd hear outside my window in Toronto. I don't know. I am but- so sad right now. <laughs> I'm like thinking back on it. I don't know how I completely forgot about this, but like I would literally like in the morning put on put on the YouTube and like just go about my emotions, getting ready for work, go to work, do work, come home, talk to people on the phone, use my little um how to have the social media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and then like little by little, I like like I start to meet people and everything. So like three months in, I was good, but those first two three months, struggleville, struggleville. It was actually so sad. 
it was kind of pathetic. <laughs> but you know, you're here now, surviving and thriving. Know, it's the clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know we made it out oh okay the ghetto uh, wait you didn't give your advice or like your little bit of uh, information about what I agree with the Quran I truly like the the reason why I survived was because of the support system I had it was because of my friends who would take me out and then I would spend like two weeks with them and then forget about the problems that were waiting for me in whatever house I was staying and then homesickness was it hit me around I guess Six months in, when I, like I said, I had that epiphany that I could die and no one would know about it. That's really when I got really homesick for my parents. And like, I was like, I'm done here. I need to finish this degree just so I could. When I came home, when I came to Edmonton, the way I was like, wow. You know, even the people I disliked in my my family. Literally, literally, even the the siblings I fought with all the time. I was out here doing favors for them. Like it was no, oh, you want me to clean your clothes? I'll do it for you for free. Like that's how bad it was for me. But oh. like it's a, yeah, like I was out here for the first two, three months. I was out here, everyone slaved. Like, you know what? It's my privilege to be doing this shit for you. That's how homesick I was. I'm screaming. <laughs> okay, but like, like wow. you said, that's, I coped because of, you know, like the friends I had and like the people I relied with, I relied on. And like, I guess knowing that I was going to get out of it, it wasn't something that was in my hand. It wasn't like, oh, I have to stay here for the rest of my life or, you know, like for you, for you, Hafsa, where you're doing it for a job and like, you know, you find other ways to cope with it. I just, I didn't need to find ways to cope with it. I just needed to be done with it. I think what you said, though, is important. If you're living alone, people need to know where you are. Have some kind of, you know, find my friends or something Very important, on your guys. phone. Yeah, I feel like for me, I really noticed how important that was. Uh, some I can't remember. Something happened. There were girls that were missing. And I remember sharing my location with every like anyone who would accept <laughs> the sharing location thing. Because I was like, I'm not hiding. Like I need people to know where I am because nobody knows where I am. But you have to keep be aware of that. Like Hafsa said, if you have friends that are living alone and... That's, you know, you guys are each other's support system that automatically becomes someone that can look after you. But you have to be aware. Like, like I said, sometimes like, there's people, the people you're staying with are like family, friends and stuff. But just because they are that doesn't mean that they'll care as much as your family does. That's I don't it think it's because they don't care. I think they don't. They it's not something they me, think about is what I'm saying. Yeah. So. And I feel like people just want to give you your space. Like they don't want to, like they're not your parents, oh, yeah, right? So sure, they don't want to call you to check up on you every, like, where are you? I think they just want to give you your space, but it's also how much space is too much space. And you know what I mean? Like, don't give me too much space. Please check up on me every once in a while. You know what I mean? But I don't think the, a lot of the people that I've lived with just wanted to give me my space. And it's kind of like, okay, but at this point, you don't know where I am. Give me your space when you're ever. two weeks gone. You, then you feel neglected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh you, I've been missing. I forgot. Like sometimes I'd go to Umakhir's house and sometimes like I'd forget to call and be like, I'm not here. And then in the morning... I'd get a call like, oh, your bed's empty. Where were you? Allah! Like, Allah, wait, your parents are home dead. right now and you pull that kind of shit? No, 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 not now. I'm talking about before. Oh, okay, okay. I'm talking okay. about before. I haven't been to your house in a long time, but I used to, like, um, your house was basically my house at some point. Like, it was my halfway house, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime I needed to, be, needed to be downtown early in the morning, I'm just going to Scarborough because it's closer. But yeah, in the morning, I'd get a call. Do you know what's so you? crazy about that? It's not even physically closer, but it's just because of the way the subway is. How mad is that? 
it actually it actually is closer because you guys live closer to the subway versus that's what go she all means. the way to the she other end. Like, it's not actually and I have to take closer. a twenty. No, but I'm no where I lived before was further away from downtown. Really, I thought I thought where you lived before was actually Toronto because we're. Kipling and Kennedy are basically equal distance from downtown, and then I have to take a twenty-minute bus ride from Yikes. Kipling. So technically, you guys are closer. But anyways, um, besides the point, um, yeah. So let people know where you are. So you know, if you go missing, someone looks for you. Because reality is, if your parents or family are living abroad, they probably won't call you every night, especially like for the, with the time difference. Mm-hmm. So just make sure someone knows where you are. So if you go missing, someone can, you know, even less. That's very dark, but. True, true. No, no, you're right, honestly. But um, do you guys like really, how does the homesickness hit you? Because I knew people who literally would sob like every night or would, um, what is it called? Like cancel everything and go back home after six months. Like how does he, because I'm very like, I'm not gonna lie. I, I like, I would love to see my family more regularly, but the homesickness is not killing me. No, for me, I I would never. I, if I cried, I would stop myself. But um, <laughs> that's the kind of person I am, right? Like, are you? What kind of weakling are you? You know, that's yeah. that's just me. That's the standards I put on myself. But the homesickness was more in the sense that <clears throat> I was aware that my family wasn't there, and it was bothering the f out of me. It was more like an itch. Like I felt like frustrated. Oh my! I wouldn't be in the situation. And if I every time I felt slightly frustrated or annoyed, I would think of my family. That was homesickness to me because for the first six months, I didn't think about them at all, other than the fact that oh, I should probably call them. You know, I was just living my life. And then after that, I was like, oh my god! Every little thing that happened, be like, if Hoy and Abu were here, and these people wouldn't dare, you know, kind of thing. If Hoy and Abu here, yeah. I wouldn't be in this situation. If Hoy, you know, I would be, you know, that little. You start talking to yourself a little bit. <laughs> That's how the homesickness hit me, or you know, mm. like yeah, like yeah. when something goes wrong, yeah, or someone does you wrong, then you're like, that's when you know, you're this like, sort of, oh. And then I got annoyed with with myself because it's like, why do I keep thinking if we're up in here? That's just not realistic. It's not happening. So like, I had to find a different way to cope, and I was, I guess, a little hard on myself because it was the first time I was experiencing it. It hit me in that sense, that struggle. That was the homesickness I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kron? I mean, very much similar to that. Um, for me, it was a certain time, but, you know, <laughs> we... Uh, you know what? Let's stop asking Kron questions. That's Kron's trauma. That's her trigger. <laughs> we don't want to talk about it. Let's, not, let's, let's stop asking Kron questions. <laughs> yeah, guys. You know, we don't want to... Right now, that's just that. Would She's not talking about session. it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh similar God. to Stahid, but a little more, you know, traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> We live and we learn, okay? Oh my god. We do, we do. Oh my god. Um, I guess this is where we wrap up. Is there anything else you guys want to add occur when we wrap up? No, if you want to discover yourself, go right ahead, but just take the precautions and know that you have to be realistic with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, And if you got money, then wow, like, that's cool. I guess you can do that kind of shit. I don't know. <laughs> like that's cute oh my god and if you guys have any um crazy stories or if you want to throw in your two cents about being independent or you know what was your experience any different to ours like tell us tell us more um email us because we love lengthy emails honestly truly because i would actually be really entertaining about your experience at abuan chronicles at gmail.com feel free to dm us on twitter or instagram or just add us on the timeline at abuan podcast or even if you want to send them and be a little anonymous 
Curious Cat is the way to go. CuriousCat.me forward slash Abwan podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time. Asalaamu Alaikum. Done, done, done. Does that work? Yeah, I think it works. Wait, let me move. <coughs> wow, my voice is shot today. Shot. The corona come to get you. <laughs>